Welcome to the podcast of Ben Kruska, where every Wednesday there's a fresh word of faith and victory for your life. Now, here's Ben Kruska. Hello, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you're enjoying these uh, podcasts with me. Um, I'm having fun hanging out with you and uh, sharing a quick word with you. Uh, today, we're going to share a massive key to see the favor of God in your life. And I won't uh, uh, have the cliffhanger here for another 10 minutes. I'll tell you right away what it is. Honoring God. Honoring God. A massive key to see the favor of God in your life. Honoring God. I'm going to read from Malachi chapter 1, verse 6. It says, A son honors his father, and a servant his master. If then I am the father, where is my honor? And if I am a master, where is my reverence? Says the Lord of hosts. To you priests who despise my name. Yet you say, in what way have we despised your name? You offer defiled food on my altar. But say, in what way have we defiled you? By saying, the table of the Lord is contemptible or worthless. And when you offer the blind as a sacrifice, is it not evil? And when you offer the layman sick, is it not evil? Offer it then to your governor. Would he be pleased with you? Would he accept you favorably? Says the Lord of hosts. But now entreat God's favor that he may be gracious to you while this is being done by your hands. Will he accept you favorably? Says the Lord of hosts. Who is there even among you who would shut the doors so that you would not kindle fire on my altar in vain? I have no pleasure in you, says the Lord of hosts, nor will I accept an offering from your hands. For from the rising of the sun, even to its going down, my name shall be great among the Gentiles. In every place, incense shall be offered to my name and a pure offering. For my name shall be great among the nations, says the Lord of hosts. Big words from God uh, here in this last book of the Old Testament, Malachi where God is really correcting a few things that the priesthood is doing in that nation, where um, God was reprimanding them, rebuking them, saying, listen, you're going through the religious hoops, but it doesn't mean anything to me. It actually, I don't feel honored by your offerings. I don't feel honored by your worship. I don't feel honored by the things you do for me. I actually feel dishonored. I feel despised. I feel you know, disrespected uh, while you keep doing these things from the wrong heart. Um, Let's talk about these things because we can really learn from it. This is not an Old Testament thing. This is a perpetual thing that God, he doesn't just deserve our honor, which he does big time, but he also, you know, he's worthy of our honor and we owe him a debt of honor and praise and adoration and worship and reverence and respect because he is the king of kings and he is the lord of lords so and he is our savior you know but more than it goes more than a respect and a reverence it's also like a deep love and i think that's the thing that god ultimately is looking for from us you shall love the lord your god with all your heart with all your strength with all your might you know loving god Jesus said that the Father seeks such to worship Him, to worship Him in spirit and in truth. God, you can't make Him happier, I think, than by honoring Him from your heart, loving Him truly, you know, giving Him the reverence and the worship 
that he is worthy of. Why? Not out of a fear, but out of a deep love. When you come to know him, when you taste and see that the Lord is good, that that is the proper response, you know? It's like a life of, and not just life here on earth, but eternal life where we worship him, we honor him, we reverence him, we appreciate him, we value him, we esteem him highly because he's just so amazing. So uh, let's talk about these things today. What is honor? To honor means to esteem highly, to esteem highly, to appreciate, to value the worth of something or someone. God says, you dishonored me because they esteemed him low. They didn't appreciate him. They valued him at a very low price, at a very low level. Why? Why did God feel dishonored? Because of the way they were offering offerings to him. Was it that they were not giving? No, they were giving. But their offerings were broken offerings. He said, give this to your governors. Would he be pleased to you? In other words, give this to a person on earth that you respect, that you have a certain reverence for, and they won't even accept it. How much more, how dare you even come and bring this to me, the God of all the universe? So he says, I have no pleasure in you. Why? Because the offerings were a reflection of their heart. It showed uh, the place that God had in their heart. It showed what 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 place he had in their life. You know, that they really were going through the religious hoops, but their hearts were not in it. And that's what Jesus said to the uh, Pharisees as well. He said, these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. So let that be far from us, that that would ever be said about us. We want to be people that really reverence and honor the Lord, not just, you know, with the things we do on the outside, but really from the heart. You know, I think if you get to know God, you find out that the inner things of our heart and our life are more important than the outer things. The outer things are important, but the Bible says man looks at the outward, but God looks at the heart. So even doing the right things like the Israelites were doing here, or the priests, they were doing the right things, but they were doing it from the wrong heart. And therefore, the thing that they were doing that looked right was wrong uh, because, you know, it was just, there was no honor involved in it. There was no worship. There was no reverence involved in it. And therefore, they were still bringing offerings. They were still jumping through the religious hoops, but their offerings where let's just say it the way it is, they were crap. (laughs) Um, See, some people, you can come to church, you can, you know, sit there in the service, you can even read your Bible and all this stuff. But if your heart is disengaged, then it's crap in God's eyes. (laughs) Just to say it plainly. No, we, you know, we have to be like that woman with the alabaster box. When she came to give, it was giving done with all of our heart. You know, like when when David worshipped, he worshipped the Lord with all of his might. It was done with all of his heart and it showed on the outside. So we can also see it in uh, when Jesus was on earth in Matthew 13, Matthew 13, verse 57. You know, Jesus came to his hometown where he was brought up and they first said, you know, where does this person get all this wisdom from? And then they were offended at him. And said, is this not, you know, the son of so-and-so? Is this not the carpenter's son? Is this, don't we know his brothers and sisters here among us? So why is he even talking to us? And the Bible says they were offended in him. 
And Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor, save in his own country and in his own house. So Jesus was dishonored, and there in that place, he could do no mighty work. So dishonor cuts off God's power. Dishonor, lack of honor, cuts off the flow of God's favor. Where Jesus was doing miracles everywhere he went, showing the mercy and the favor of God, you know. This is the year of the Lord's favor, he said. Uh, He could do none of that in his hometown. Why? Because of a lack of honor. Well, you and I must decide, let's not repeat this cycle, this same cycle. Let's make sure that our inner world of our heart is a place of honor. Honor is never demanded. It is always voluntarily given. God is not going to say, you know, like Jesus left that town without doing miracles. He could have stayed there and demanded it as King of Kings and Lord of Lords, but he didn't. He wants it voluntarily given. That's why you and I, we must make that decision. I will show honor to God. Um, The Bible even says it, give honor to whom honor is due, Romans 13, verse 7. So it's a debt we owe, really, honor. It's a debt we owe. We owe our parents honor. We owe God honor. Even You even owe your boss honor and you owe your spiritual leaders honor. There's an honor that we owe. It's a debt we owe. Give honor to whom honor is due. There's something due there that we must give. And when we do, it unlocks favor and grace and blessing. God says in 1 Samuel 2 verse 30, he says that if you honor me, I will honor you. And I can tell you, when God starts honoring you, it's noticeable. (laughs) It's blessing raining down, doors of favor opening up, good things coming your way. Um, But that doesn't come for nothing. It comes from to a heart of honor. So how do we show honor to God? Number one, we can honor God by honoring his word. We can honor God by honoring his word. You know, his word is alive and powerful and it it exposes or shines its light on the thoughts and the intents of our heart you know so if your heart wants to stay in the shadows the first thing that happens is you start you stop reading the word because the entrance of his word gives light so when we open up that word light shines in our heart and if there's anything you want to hide if you want to keep the you know hypocritical mask on or whatever or act better than what you are you're gonna you're gonna not open up the word you're gonna or maybe open up the word only in certain areas you know where you only read things that fit your mold no we must let the word we must give the word the highest place where we honor it the bible says he 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 said his word above his very own name you know he exalted his word he's he he upholds the his word he has it you know, God and his word are one. So his word is very important to him. Jesus is the living word. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. So the word, the Bible, from Genesis to Revelation, it should have, it should be the plumb line of our life. It should be the foundation of our life that it has the final say in our life. We should honor the word by giving it authority in our life to speak to, our, uh, to, speak to us, to correct us where we're wrong. 
You know, many people, what, what they do is they judge the word. They say, oh, I don't know if I like this. I don't know if I agree with that. But we must come to the place, we must come to the word and entreat the word from a place of humility where we let the word judge us in a way. Where we let the word correct us and prune us and instruct us. The Bible says that in, I believe it's 2 Timothy 3 verse 16, where it says that all scripture is given by the inspiration of God and it's profitable for doctrine and instruction and correction so that the man or woman of God can become mature, you know, and grow up. And, and many people, they treat the word lightly. Uh, one man of God said that the place that the word holds in your life is really the place that God holds in your life. So if we treat the word contemptible or we don't give it the value or the respect that it deserves, it will show uh, it really is a reflection of the value or the respect we place on God. So entreat the word with honor with reverence. Thank you, Lord, for your living word speaking to me. Thank you that this is your love letter speaking to me, your testament, your divine will for my life. I receive correction. I receive instruction. I receive wisdom from your word. And when you honor that word, you become wise. You become strong in your spirit. You become mature and uh it is just powerful. You know, the priests here in Malachi, they said the table of the Lord is contemptible. They saw that the word of God had said, when you bring an offering, bring one that is spotless, bring one that is worthy of, bring your best. But they said, ah, you know, that that was back then, but now we can just bring a lamb that has, you know, three legs and one eye. It's okay. We're still offering to God, right? So they took the word and diluted the word, compromised it, and therefore God was dishonored. And, you know, the, with all the consequences that uh, come along with that. Number two, we can honor God by honoring his presence. Honoring his presence. So coming, you know, his presence, don't taking it lightly, but coming with worship and reverence. If you ever read about Eli's son, you know that priest, that high priest that um, had wicked sons, that even at a point the glory departed from Israel because of the wickedness in the priesthood, because they didn't honor the presence of God. They didn't honor, you know, that he was there in their midst. They treated that lightly and they were doing all kinds of sin, but, you know, even besides the blatant sin they were doing, the whole attitude where they could think, they thought, you know, we can just do these things and get away with, God doesn't notice, God doesn't see, or don't, not even have any regard or thought of God. We can just, you know, abuse the people of God, or we can just live in sin, or we can just live in the shadows and hide things, you know, and and do and compromise. And thinking they could, you know, that that God wouldn't care or not even considering what God would think about it. It's just so dishonoring. Let it be far from us. God spoke to Eli and he said, why do you honor your sons more than me? Why do you honor your sons more than me? Because he let them get away with these things. He's like, oh, well, whatever. 
and God dis God was dishonored while His sons, you know, were allowed to do whatever. That 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 can never happen. We uh, must take a stand, you know, where we honor the presence of God. Like for me, I, <laughs> at church, I tell people when they start sitting during worship, and I come up, you know, to do the transition, I say, "Stand to your feet." I I don't tolerate that stuff. We're not going to sit here unless you can't stand. You're going to stand up. <laughs> We have to show regard for the presence of God. You know, with altar call time, when we call people to salvation, you know, we I always tell people, don't move around. There's a holy moment. Because it's where the Spirit of God is moving. Some people are like, when the Spirit of God's moving, I've rebuked people sometimes in service where when the when the power of God is moving, they just chat or they go to the lobby and they stand there and have a talk. I can't stand that kind of stuff. You have no regard for the presence of God. These things are holy. We can't mess around with that. Then go go to McDonald's, have a chat over there, but don't come here when the Spirit of God is moving and hearts are being healed up, you know, people are being delivered and set free and saved and touched and filled with the anointing. Those are holy things. And uh, we're going to honor God, even if it offends you. <laughs> I'd rather offend people than offend God. God was offended with the priests here in Malachi uh, because they just had this casual thing. I, one thing I can't stand is casual Christianity. Uh, it's just, no, we, we're zealous for the house of God. We're zealous for the things of God. We honor God. We build the kingdom. We serve. We give with all our heart. We worship with all our heart. We praise with all of our heart. We go all in with the things of God. This is not a not a joke. He he paid too high a price for me to be lukewarm. We're not going to be lukewarm, and we're not going to tolerate lukewarmness. And you must have that decision too, where you say, "No, I will not tolerate any form of lukewarmness in my life. I'm gonna I'm gonna have a zeal and a passion and a holy reverence and honor for the things of God, an honor for the house of God. That's why it's so important how you give. You know, God was here." rebuking these priests in Malachi because of the way they gave. They gave, but they gave with dishonor. So Jesus said, uh, you know, where your treasure is there, your heart will be also. So when you give lavishly and abundantly and with joy into the kingdom of God, it's a reflection of your heart. And when your heart, when you notice that you're becoming casual in your giving, it's really a reflection of you becoming casual in your Christianity. When you're becoming casual in your serving, when you're, you know, oh, you know, only when it's convenient for me, let me see if God fits in my schedule. That, that, those are, those are things where, where you, sh- where you're showing that you're becoming familiar with the things of God, where you've grown lukewarm in a way to the move of God and to the, to the things of God. Whereas in the beginning, you, you know, wild horses couldn't drag you out of church. Um, it's important to keep that fire burning and to keep that first love strong in our hearts. And that's something everyone has to guard their heart for in their own heart. You know, where we, where we make a decision, I'm going to do what it takes, whatever it takes to keep my heart burning with passion for the Lord. Just because you were touched once doesn't mean your fire can't die. You have to keep the flames burning. He said, stir up the gift that was within you. In the Amplified, it says, I believe something like, uh, stir up those embers and those flames within you. You have to stir it up. 
And then the third way we can honor God that we're going to discuss today and the last one is we can honor God by honoring his messengers, the leaders placed in your life. Like what Jesus had in Nazareth. Jesus came there as man of God is not even the right word. He was, you know, son of God, Messiah, deliverer, savior. But he could do no mighty work there because they did not recognize their hour of visitation. They did not recognize that they were in the presence of greatness. And he was without honor in his own house. They treated him as common and they couldn't receive from the anointing. The, uh, the anointing you don't honor is the anointing you're not able to receive from. When you don't know the value of something, you will dishonor it. They didn't value who Jesus was in the spirit and they missed out. They missed out. Like many churches did with Paul. They didn't recognize who he was, you know. <laughs> as mighty apostle but the philippian church recognized it and they partnered in the gospel with him and paul wrote them he said no other church partnered with me with me in the account of giving and receiving except for you and then he prayed for them you know that the same gift would come to their account and that that you know that god would richly give the give back to them Many people claim that scripture, but that was because they partnered in the gospel with him. And that's because they honored the gift that was on his life. While others missed it, while others didn't recognize it, the Philippian church recognized it and honored that. Like the woman with the alabaster jar that came to Jesus. She poured out that precious oil and others were offended. Others said, you know, what a waste, but it was honor. It was worship. And still we talk about her today. Like the Shunammite woman, she recognized who Elisha was in the spirit and she made room for that anointing in her house. And guess what happened? She had miracle upon miracle in her life after that. Why? Because while many other people let him pass by, she said, no, we're not going to let him pass by. We're going to honor that anointing and we're going to receive from that anointing. There's a key in honoring messengers and leaders that God has sent in your life that have that help you grow and that impart spiritual gifts into you when you start honoring that with your giving with your words with your time with your appreciation something is unlocked in the favor of god that is a massive key that many people don't see they think oh it's just uh john over there or uh, william over there or this and that you know like uh Many people do in Tampa with, uh, regarding Pastor Rodney. I honor that man of God. We don't worship that man, but we definitely honor that man and that woman, Pastor Rodney, Pastor Rodney, for who they are. And who they are in the kingdom, who they are in the spirit, the impact they've made on my life, on my wife's life. We don't just, you know, come casually around them. Oh, we've been there, you know, been around that ministry for over a decade now. And we just think, you know, it's normal. No, it's not normal. It's not common. We come around with, hunger with expectation to receive from the treasure in their earthen vessel and we don't just talk about that we we sow into that we give into that why because there's a key for favor there it unlocks god's favor when jesus said he said if you uh he said to the ones he sent out if they receive you they receive me but if you re if they reject you they reject me so i'm not stupid i see the people that God has placed in my life for me to receive from. And I, I, I receive that with all my heart, and not just with words, but definitely also with, uh, with my giving and honor um, 
in in many ways. So those are three keys, honoring his word, honoring his presence, and honoring his messengers. That when you start doing those things, and when you don't just do it, but do it from a heart, make a heart adjustment. If you notice that dishonor has crept in, or, you know, uh, maybe even, um, what's that called? Where things have just, you know, become normal to you. Um, you know, what's that? Contempt in a way, yeah. Where you don't see the value of something anymore where you used to value it. You know, where you become casual about it. Then uh, make a hard adjustment where you say, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to allow this in my heart. I'm going to be on fire and I'm going to be hungry as if it's the first time I ever encounter his presence, as if it's the first time I ever open up the word. And when you do, you're going to receive from it once again. And the life starts flowing again. The favor starts flowing again. The joy starts coming back again. Um, start doing that and you'll see the fruit of it. God bless you guys. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoy it, take a screenshot of this uh, podcast and share it on your social media. That helps us reach new people. Thank you for doing that and helping us with that. God bless you guys. See you next week. Thanks for listening to today's message. To be notified of new episodes, just hit the subscribe button. And to connect with Ben on social media, you can find him at Ben Kruska on Instagram and Facebook. See you next week.